Hey, Billy, you know what's freaking awesome? What's that, man? Evil Dead, yo! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> episodes we were talking about the video store right and then how just standing there and even when you're not watching the movies but when you're just staring at those iconic covers that just kind of like they draw you in they make you want to watch this thing and then um i don't know from from last week's video of the uh week before last video of the friday the 13th collection i showed you Mm -hmm. on, on on camera the uh the back cover of part five, the new beginning. Oh yeah. You know that. And I have to say that growing up that basically, because when I was a kid that like, that was the, we we mentioned it on the, on the Friday episode, but that was like the, the newest one that was out. So it had the poster at the video store and it had the newer, the newest and the most amount of tapes was part five. Right. Yeah. And I used to just stare at the back of that, that video and look at that dude's head, like halfway cut off by the, by the machete on the motorcycle. Yeah. And that, and the cover of Evil Dead 2 with yeah. the ske- the skull with the eyeballs in it just yep. and and it was it it was something that it, it just took you a long time to, to to figure out why it was so disturbing and it's because skeletons aren't supposed to have eyeballs right <laughs> and <laughs> but uh yeah so well, it, and the, Icon- on the back of the box, movies. man, when when you've got him, got Ash sitting there, and you've got the hand that's around it, it's his own hand, you know, but it's cut off. And you do, you stop and you would <laughs> stare at these little bitty pictures, right? And you're just going, <laughs> I, oh, I, I got to see this. I this this looks mm-hmm. absolutely insane. And which, in the case of Evil <laughs> Dead, you're, you're absolutely you're right. not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I I mean. I go back and forth with, I mean, you can see behind me here, I've, I've got my little Phantasm poster, which is signed by pretty much the whole cast of the original. But uh, Evil Dead and Phantasm are really my favorite franchises when it comes to horror. Uh, man, I, I love Evil Dead so much, and I am really excited to get to talk about it, because to me it's, it's and the reason I say series is because I think as a whole, it really still holds up because it's kind of like the Marvel universe. You can have the mm-hmm. same characters and throw them in a totally different situation, and you still go, "Okay, I buy it." And <laughs> Bruce Campbell is that guy, you know. And uh, yeah, uh, for me, it was a little mom and pop shop. Actually, it was the the record store that we talked about in one of the other episodes, the little hometown place uh, they called uh, Next Door at uh, UTM College. And they would have old videotape rentals on the wall, Velcroed to the wall, right? The, the VHS <laughs> box was Velcroed to the wall, and you would take the box up there, and they would put the tape in it and give it to you, and you took it home, and when it came back, they stuck it back on the wall. And uh pretty neat idea. But, yeah, that that, awesome. that that cover of Evil Dead, the original poster art or VHS art with the girl coming up out of the ground, you know, iconic, mm-hmm. iconic. And, uh, wow. Uh, I just, <laughs> I remember just being absolutely floored by not only just the, the, the craziness and the over the top gore that's in it, but Sam Raimi, man, the camera work in, in the, in these movies, uh, 
you knew you were watching something special, um, even if it was very low budget. And I never will forget when my daughter was, well, whenever they made the first Spider-Man movie and Sam Raimi was, you know, selected to be the director. And I told my daughter, I said, <laughs> Sam Raimi's going to direct Spider-Man. In her mind, she went, that will be incredible because <laughs> the way that he makes things swoop. And it's like, yeah, I said, it's the perfect match. And wow. I mean, you were, you were seeing the mad scientist of filmmaking when you, when you watch the first evil dead movies. Yeah, it, dude, it's so crazy. Um, cause again, just growing up and having seen them at sleepovers, I mean, before we even get into the, 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 the meat and potatoes of the franchise, before we even talk about the story, um, the characters or anything, just imagine nationwide for, for, what now 30 years is <laughs> yeah. just been this the, the 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 number of of popcorn and dr pepper uh infused <laughs> sleepovers and friends watching this scary movie and just having just just they're they're shocking like the they're so over the top that yeah it like we mentioned, you know, how I always get got by that uh, scene in the in the thing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. there's stuff in the Evil Dead, all three movies or whatever, that is just so out of bounds yeah. that it, like you said, it's still fresh because it always kind of take gets you just a little bit off guard, and you're, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, like you say, you know, the mad scientists at work because it does take it does take a special skill to be able to make. You know, when you're working in the realm of time. You know, it's like if you can make a jump scare, continue to jump for yeah. for decades, yeah. then then you're really good at what you do. And he pulls it off many times with the with the Evil Dead franchise, yeah. even even in, in stuff like like uh, Army of Darkness, where it's not technically scary, but it still just jumps out at you and gets you like still makes your like, heart jump, man. Uh, down yeah. in the pit. Right. He's down there in the pit. <laughs> and all of a sudden that one busts out of the wall. Yeah, man. You go, whoa. <laughs> but you're laughing at the same time get you it's every time so, yeah so crazy <laughs> so so yeah so i guess you know i first became aware of the franchise with that with that evil dead 2 mm. um strangely enough the uh, video store never didn't carry evil dead 1 so like you, you right. scroll across the videos and you know like alphabetically and it was just evil dead 2 <clears throat> Um, I don't think I ever remember thinking that was weird. I just maybe yeah. somebody had it out or whatever. But Evil Dead Two was uh, a scary looking video, um, and I was a little bit older when I watched that one because you know some of some of those were just like, Ugh. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, but yeah, you say you that's you know one of your favorite franchises. So start at the start of the beginning. Yeah. When when did they first get you? When did when did the Raimi brother get you? So, yeah, I mean, you know, you have to pull out all the goodies, right? Uh, yeah, when you have to have the, the, the DVD. The, i tell you what, Anchor Bay. <laughs> Anchor Bay and George Lucas have made so much money off of me because I've got 15 different versions of every one of these movies. <laughs> you know, this is obviously one of my favorites, but yeah, um I, I I don't remember if I've told you this story or not, but I've told it to somebody. But 
Um, I actually saw Evil Dead 2 first, but I didn't know what it was. Have I told you this? Mm-hmm, yeah. So there was a videotape at our house. I don't know if my mom recorded it, which was really be weird. <laughs> but somebody in my house in the 80s recorded on a VHS tape Evil Dead 2, but it took the beginning off where it tells you what the movie is. It just starts where the car... So so if you think about the title, Evil Dead comes up and the D turns and it becomes a tunnel. And the, and the, the, the old Delta 88 is coming out of that tunnel. It starts... When they're coming out of the tunnel, so you never see the name of the movie. This is a <laughs> this is a blank VHS, no name on it, nothing. I just threw it in one Sounds day. Like... I'm watching it, and was totally floored by this movie. Went to a buddy's house the next night, took the tape. We watched it three times. Still no idea what it was because it didn't even have the end credits on it either. <laughs> you know. And that so like we went out of, a, out of a horror movie. Actually, you just find yeah. the random videotape and press play, <laughs> like yep. the ring or something. <laughs> and then that's when when I discovered the first movie. You know, uh, because again, the art pulled me in, and I watched it. I was like, "This guy looks familiar. I think this is the same." And then the car, then it showed the car. I was like, "Crap, that's the same car in that crazy movie that I saw." <laughs> and then I started putting it together. Well, that movie must have been Evil Dead 2. And then when I found the VHS of Evil Dead 2, and I turned it over, and I was like, yep, this is that crazy movie where he's doing the shimp stuff, right? Where he's hitting himself over the head with his, you know, it's a yeah. total Three Stooges act he's doing there. So I finally put it together. You know, that's what this movie was. But there's such a contrast between the first two movies, all three movies, really. And again, totally. you either absolutely love that concept of it or it's the thing that turns you away from it because the first one is a straight up low budget you know Herschel Gordon Lewis Fulci over the top gory horror movie horror movie and, meant to be scary yeah with effects that really you had never seen anything like before I, I always reference the scene where um the girl is coming towards him that's been possessed. And they, you know, and then he's saying, hit it, hit it, right? Hit her. And he takes the axe and you see contact, you know? Mm-hmm. So we know it's not a real person, but to see somebody swing an axe in a movie and actually hit something with it, and it's not a cutaway <laughs> close-up thing, to see him drop a figure to the ground with an axe, <laughs> I'd never seen anything like that before. And then you take... The, the Scolari lenses, uh, the, 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 the makeup, the, you know, come on. I mean, it, it was just mind-boggling. First, first movie just absolutely floored me because the way that it shot, the, the angles of the movie, uh, the gore factor. I mean, when he when they chop up the body and the body parts are flopping around, it becomes passe, right? Because we've seen it time and time again. This is the right. first time you'd ever seen anything like that. Exactly. Uh, even even in the Romero stuff, you still hadn't really seen these kind of things happen, right? With arms flopping and body parts jiggling, and so yeah, uh, it just blew me away. And and the other brilliant thing about the first Evil Dead movie is all of your predictability stuff goes out the window. 
right? Mm-hmm. You go out, you get in the car, you crank it, you crank it, it won't crank. It's not going to crank. Vroom, it cranks up, right? So all, all the tricks of drawing you in and, and getting rid of all the tropes, they're there, but he put a twist on all of them. And that's what keeps you guessing. And that's the reason, just like you were saying a while ago, the scenes that pop at you, right? The scene where he it gets real quiet and he puts his ear down to the door and the hand comes up and grabs him. That timing <laughs> is so off that you'll never time it right. And then there's the other one where he leans up against the door and the hands come through the door and grab him. Gets you every time. You know, so. I had seen with, with buddies, we'd seen Evil Dead 2 quite a bit. I saw Army of Darkness when it came out, or at least when it came out on video for the first the first run, um, I will totally didn't see that in the theater. I think it would have been a magical experience. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, so I saw, you know, in effect two and three quite a bit, several times. And like I said, the video store didn't have part one. It just kind of yeah. one of those things. So like, I kind of went through life thinking like maybe, it, you know, like I love the evil dead, you know, whatever. And then, I got a video, I got a DVD of it. A buddy of mine loaned it to me, and I popped it in and started watching Evil Dead One. And it plays so similarly to Evil Dead Two. I was kind of like, wait, he he must have thrown the dump the wrong <laughs> disc in because you know it's pretty. You know, but, yeah. wait, the, the, but the actors are different. Like the actors yeah. are different. Like, um, what what's going on here? So I just sat there and watched it. And again, um, I was used to the funniness. Yeah. I was used to the silliness. The uh, the 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 inside jokes kind of the like in evil dead 2 ash is uh he's already gone over the edge he's he's sarcastic and silly and has his you know the evil ash is in part two you know which is not (laughs) part one but um so as an actor you know bruce campbell had to exercise you know had had to do a whole lot more chops in part two than he did in part one but part one is so serious and so dark and so frightening and so just bleak you know and it's like the scariness of the tapes in the basement (laughs) like yeah you know old ted in the (laughs) in the in the basement locked in the (laughs) basement as a demon but like what like you said what do you do like, like, like when your girlfriend gets straight up possessed, like that's another thing that's in part one. That's one of those things like in, in zombie movies, people turn to zombies and the people that hesitate also turn into zombies. So you learn right. watching zombie movies that when they, when they look somewhat off, just err on the side of kill the zombies. Right. Yeah. But evil, evil dead takes it very almost realistically. Like, what would you do? Yeah. Your girlfriend starts foaming at the mouth and, and speaking in strange languages, but then she turns back. Yeah. You're not going to just, you're not yeah. going to just, you know, stake her or decapitate her or put a bullet through her brain because there's things like cops in jail and hospitals and mental illness and like all right. kinds of things that would prevent you from just taking her, taking her out, <laughs> you know, you'd have to like check a lot of boxes before it becomes appropriate to do that, you know, and (laughs) before it becomes appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it's, you know, it's a pretty dark place because, you know, you got real human beings going through some real traumatic and demon possession type stuff. (laughs) We're in part two. He's just like, (laughs) nope. Right. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, the other thing too about the, the what I like about the possessions in this one, it's not like a one size fits all, right? It's not like other like like the movie demons, right? Mm-hmm. They're all possessed by the same type of demon, I guess, because they all react the same way. Whereas here, you get one that's the cynical, you know, uh, the one that's in the basement kind of thing, and then you get Ash's girlfriend in the first movie, who's the one that just sits there and kind of laughs. You know, uh-huh. so they're all tormenting him in different ways. So they're not all the same kind of creature. They have right. the they're demons have these up. personalities that make them, you know, stand out from each other. And, and I've always thought that was so clever because what would drive you insane? It's easy to learn that here comes a zombie and they're all zombies. They all don't think and they just want to eat your brain. Here's one that sits and laughs at you and ridicules you. Here's one that just wants to tear you apart. Here's one, you know, that that messes with your mind if if, if they've changed or not. Uh, good grief, man! <laughs> the the one that when when the boyfriend throws her on the fire and she catches fire and she's burning and she's like, oh, you know, and he pulls her off the fire because she's burning, and then she just <laughs> goes ballistic on him. <laughs> to this day, man, I just sat there with my mouth open, just going, you know, wow, what, what a scene, you know, right? Wow, just <laughs> incredible. <laughs> so, so good. So then, with uh, Scary Dad, Scott and I did a fresh eyes on the franchise. So mm. you know, watch back to back to back. So no, over the course of three nights, one, two, and three. Yeah, and. um Again, so then watching part two, directly after watching part one, and realizing that it's not really a sequel as much as a as a reboot, retelling because yeah. they're you know it's it starts off with them arriving at the same mm-hmm. uh, place, and you know that they never like first of all, if 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 he ever actually got away because the bridge was out in the end of the first one, so they couldn't get away, right, right, but then uh, am I? Yeah, it bridges yeah. out because yeah. in the end of the second one, he gets he gets sucked into the future or into right. the past. Sorry, my bad. I was sitting there like trying to keep my timelines correct. <laughs> um, so so if he never got away, then he would never like he wouldn't just be coming back. So it is kind of a, just a, a straight up yeah. retelling. Part two is just a re- retelling yeah. of the set of the first one. But then you know he's he's he puts up with a whole lot less crap in the second yeah. one. Like well, he, um, he's becoming. He's becoming the hero, right? And that's that's that decision that Sam Raimi made. You know, the first movie is a straight-up horror flick, and it's kind of unusual to have a guy be the last one at the end, even at this time, mm-hmm. point, right? Because it was always about the screen queens. And the fact of him not getting away at the end was always a big deal because that was kind of a... That didn't happen either, right? But... uh you got to think about the time frame. You keep saying it while I go. I could find I could find two and three, but I never could find the first one. And what's weird is in that time period, it didn't matter. the The way that we grew up, sequels. You know, we know nowadays that it meant the first movie did well enough that it deserved having a sequel to make more money off of it. Back then, mm-hmm. it didn't seem to matter. You know, uh, it was it, every movie just seemed like kind of a standalone kind of thing. And you think about why you couldn't find the first one. Well, distribution wasn't that great, right? It was it was a smaller company. 
And until it became a cult classic, it never really got distributed like the rest of them. Evil Dead 2 was the chance to make a movie with a budget with De Laurentiis' company, you know. So this was Sam Raimi's big break, was getting to remake the first movie again, but he decided to take it, you know, how do you separate it from the first one? You got to make it, you know, make it similar, but you got to take it somewhere totally different. And boy, did he. <laughs> Those the scenes where he's fighting his own hand are so <laughs> awesome, you know. And from a technical, from an acting point of view, I mean, because it's 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 your hand, and you've got to give it a personality, and yeah, you know. But but even the, like the little noises that that it mm-hmm. makes, you yep. know, and it's like skittering <laughs> around and yeah. <laughs> it's laughing at him like like his girlfriend was laughing at him in the first one. Now it's his hand laughing at him in the second one. Dude. And uh, when 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 he shoots out the window or when he fall he goes to sit in the chair and he falls down, the deer starts laughing at him. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> me and my buddies that like I said the first time we were watching this, I had already seen it, but I mean what do you what do you say? I mean <laughs> you know? Well and that's that's why, and I'm sure it's been covered in, cause in a lot more detail than than here. But I'm pretty much convinced that there's the, you know, there's part one where there's like some demons released, and kind of towards the end of part one is where Ash just loses his mind, and yeah. all the rest of it just just yeah. just occurs because he's he's so he's gone yeah. <laughs> he's he's yeah. over the rainbow without a doubt <laughs> and uh so so you know <laughs> cutting his own hand off becoming the evil twin of himself you know freaking bobby joe like, i mean you know <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean the characters they get brought in from there i mean i've got a buddy uh back here at home and brett brett collins i'm sure he's listening We've called each other Bobby Joe for years now. I mean, we're just, Bobby Joe! I mean, that's just our thing, you know. <laughs> and how weird that these side characters became iconic, you know. That's right. I'm running this show now. We're going to go out there and we're going to find Bobby Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Part two, man. The dancing corpse. I mean, when when he when he kills his girlfriend at the beginning, you get the sped, the sped up version of part one, you know, crammed into this little four minute segment at the beginning of the movie, and then it just goes from there. But you know, you know that they had to be cackling when they put this oh, movie together. Dude. I mean, because it's so bizarre and it's, so you know, we're crazy. talking about it, but. But I'm thinking of that, like you mentioned, you know, oh, hey, you know, they can make they can make Evil Dead again just with money. And I'm thinking of like the guys from Wayne's World just going out yeah. and buying like the licorice thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The car because yeah. they've got the money for it. Because they got the, the money not? to do it. Hey, I, 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 <laughs> so, I want to make, make her dance around like a ballet, but I want her to be stop motion. But I want her body to be all decayed, but the head to look like a porcelain baby doll. I mean, it's just like, what? <laughs> Call the makeup guy. Get it done. Uh, K and B, man. This is K and B's early work. So yeah, I mean, this is the company that launched a thousand monsters after this one, man. Uh, yeah, it's just groundbreaking, man. It's so much fun. One of my favorite stories ever is uh, uh, James Cameron said that he was hanging out 
And uh, Bill Paxton pulled up in his car and said, jump in the car. We're going to go see this movie. It's called Evil Dead 2. You're going to love it. <laughs> so Bill Paxton already seen it and then went to get James Cameron to go watch it with him. I mean, that's how much of an impact, you know, it made. And uh, and also, how about the, the back and forth with, uh, with Wes Craven with these movies, right? So first Evil Dead, you've got the Hills Have Eyes poster. Mm-hmm. So the story there is, you know, Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, Rob Tapert all grew up big fans of The Hills Have Eyes. And in The Hills Have Eyes, there's a Jaws poster on the wall, supposedly Jaws. <laughs> and they thought in that scene where the, the mutated people go in there and rape D. Wallace, whoever it is at the time in the movie, they tear that Jaws poster. And they thought they were saying, that's pop horror. You're watching real horror right now right so they put the poster in evil dead and it's ripped in half saying well you know you think that was a horror movie this is a horror movie (laughs) and then Wes craven found out that 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 poster was in there so when you watch nightmare on m street what's nancy watching evil dead evil dead (laughs) so then you get evil dead too because they found out that they shot part of evil dead in in nightmare on m street that's where you get the Freddy Krueger glove that's hanging over the workshed door. <laughs> it's just funny how they did that little thing back and forth, and you know, it's hardly even noticeable unless you just really are a, a nerd well, like me. <laughs> you know, like those those sorts of little Easter eggs or things. Those like I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. Whenever they mention, you know, there's a legend or something like that, which explains they're they're kind of in the same universe or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's that's always so much fun. Yeah, and, when the people uh, that you look up just... to, when the people you look up to acknowledge your work, yes, your job is done, right? I mean, that's really why you <laughs> do it to begin with, is just to be noticed by those people, right? Totally. You know, and and I I heard uh, Bruce Campbell on a podcast, and they were talking about it's like, oh, you know, is this surprising how successful it was and blah 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 and it's funny because bruce campbell's like he's like it was a surprise to everybody but us yeah he's like we kind of like we knew when we had the script written and whenever we had a few you know couple couple feet of uh film made we knew that it was going to be special yeah. because it was just it was just so awesome yeah. And he's like, we got a loan from my parents and my parents believed in it. Like we, mm-hmm. he's like, it was a surprise hit because it's hard to get a hit, but yeah. we kind of just knew that it was going to take off. Like if we could just get the traction. Yeah. Um, and he's like, and it was, it was not, it wasn't coming from a place of conceit. It was coming from a, a like, like lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Like whenever you know you have it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. we need to, we need to take care of this and treat it well and then treat it well he did. Ori- originality. Like, I mean, it, 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 it doesn't tip the hat to any one thing in general where you go, well, I see where they totally ripped that off. I mean, the only thing that you can see that they ripped off was maybe some Three Stooges stuff. I mean, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than that, this, the, I mean, we've, we've, <laughs> we've seen it so many times now that everybody has pulled from Evil Dead, but... Evil Dead didn't really borrow from a lot of other sources. You had the Exorcist out there as far as possession goes, right? That was kind of it. You had the evil. You had the the Living Dead, 
so yeah mm-hmm. i don't know it's kind of interesting ideas there so yeah and uh well and i like the fact you know because uh, evil dead gets thrown into a lot of zombie movie kind of conversations yeah. but they're demons I mean, they're they're de- they're demons and they're not real easy to kill Right. Like like zombies are real, zombies are pretty easy to kill. You just have to hit them just you just have to hit them right, you know. Exactly. Um, it's like that's the thing. It's like, yeah, a zombie you shoot them in the head and it's done. These guys total body dismemberment. <laughs> yeah. And they'll just sit there and laugh at you for doing it and then just skip yeah. over into the into the deer or into the light switch, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or wherever else. That, that they can squeeze weird stuff out of because yeah. I mean at the end if it, the end of the Evil Dead one I mean it's so crazy that it just gets almost ridiculous for you yeah. just like are they squeezing toothpaste out of a out of a light <laughs> socket like whose idea was this you know and <laughs> oh look they like to show uh, eight millimeter films while they're down here in the basement <laughs> <laughs> you know but then you you know between between the first one and the second one. And then we're going to talk about the third one. But let's take yeah. a break because we have uh, we have a couple of trailers to play for you. Um, got to got to do this one upright. There's too many too many little clips and tricks and stuff we've got to got to hear. So hold on <laughs> just a second. We'll be right back. Four years ago, in this quiet forest. In this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. Now, from the creator of Evil Dead, comes Evil Dead. century guy for that arrogance i shall see you dead trapped in the middle ages all right you primitive screwheads listen up this is my boomstick now let's talk about how i get back home foretold by a mystical book within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time forewarned by a wise man you must recite the words clatu berata nictu i got it i got it fulfilled by a wise guy. Latu, Miranda, 
When thou misspoke the words, the army of the dead awoke. <coughs> now, he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby. With the army of darkness. You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. Sound the trumpets. Raise the drawbridge. Drop the Oldsmobile. From Sam Raimi. Oh, that's gonna hurt! Director of Darkman. Comes Army of Darkness. They live. They breathe. They suck. Army of Darkness. So then you, uh... You do the first one, and then you reboot the second. You know, re do a second one as kind of a, a, a reboot, reboot slash uh, retelling, and then yeah. you have pretty much everybody who's ever been famous in Hollywood lining up for cameos and and executive producer credits for the third one. Yeah, like if you if you hear the story about Army of Darkness and just how many people wanted to be a part of it, like Sam Ra Sam Raimi was turning down people left and right and big names yeah like big big names for people who would work for free just to be in it. they just wanted to have two seconds to say that they were right. in army of darkness and um <laughs> that's when you know you've made it right there right <laughs> like when it's, you got, it's like wanting to be in the, the Tar tarantino film i mean it was that level it, yeah and uh just love how how it opens up where he's just like <laughs> My name's oh. Ash, and I'm a slave. <laughs> well, like, where things took a wrong turn from, from like, he, he's he's the uh, prophesied protector to now he's a slave. Like, yeah. <laughs> within yeah. a couple of minutes. It was like, whatever whatever he did or said, he got himself in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but he's the, the perfect anti-hero, right? I mean, he's... He's the guy that we all want to be. He's Jack Burton, right? Who got a guy that fakes it really well, but really has no idea what he's doing, right? Well, he gets he he's, he gets to, to 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 figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. You know, when yeah. He, once he once he gets his once he gets his chainsaw and his boomstick, he's uh. <laughs> and again, going back to Evil Dead Two, where he's got the chainsaw and he's like you know setting it up and yeah you know it's got the little montage of yeah. uh the sam raimi montage man yeah i mean that's that's just a staple <laughs> of his man yeah man taking the chainsaw and and you know cutting off the the, the barrels to make it a you know short barrel shotgun and he knocks them off with his elbow and says groovy i mean <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know it's just iconic i mean it's so ridiculous but so awesome at well, the same I, time. Well, and I like too how he has the uh, little hook on his chest that holds yeah, the, so you uh, crank pull, it. the pull string, so he can crank it without having to use his other hand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, the the second and there's the, I know I know people that don't like the second one, you know, and I can I can see it because again, your diehard horror people don't care for the second one because it's it's slapsticky, right? And the third one, you can't really call it a horror movie at all. It's an action adventure flick. It's, you know, you put it back to back with Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, it's that kind of flick. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about being excited. 
when they announced they were making <laughs> a third one. And I bought a one of the magazines back in the day, and it had him standing out in the desert with the gun up, and it said, Evil Dead 3. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be the greatest thing ever because <laughs> Universal Pictures is putting it out. Big budget. Evil Dead 3 in the theater. I was there, man. And I have to admit, <laughs> 10 minutes in, I was like, I don't know where this is going, <laughs> but I'm really but I'm having a in. good time. And then, <laughs> to me, that movie flies by. That movie feels like it's about 30 minutes long. <laughs> you just absolutely will not learn the words. You just, <laughs> just like... Look, I know you weren't. Think about all, like all the stuff that he's been through, all of the people he's seen either killed or turning into to demons, and here is a guy who's like, "Here is how you stop these demons," and he's like, "I'll get around to it." This <laughs> <laughs> completely like blows him off. Like it's like you're a nerd. like this. Pretty much, he's like it's like kind of just telling the guys like, "Oh, you're a nerd. I've got this under control," uh... and it's <laughs> he doesn't even bother yeah, because... learning the word. It's so, so become such a butthole, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> just everything. I mean, what's not a quotable line from that movie, right? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> God, I mean, the movie is just absolutely full of one-liners. Man, it's just fantastic, man. <laughs> Close the door. Was you raising the barn? I, I guess you were raising the barn with all the rest of these primates. <laughs> I mean, just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun, uh, man. <laughs> and the creatures are very, very, you know, reminiscent of why we like Harryhausen films and things like that. I mean, they're a little, they're a little more gory to that effect, but they still had that rubber suit monster feel about them, which they are. I mean, they're rubber suit monsters. Mm -hmm. But it, which is the I best know, kind man. of monsters? It makes you happy when you're watching it because for some reason. You know it's a rubber monster, but you love it. You would rather see that than some CGI animated thing that's just going to be over there in the side just kind of going, eh, right? Uh, totally. I do, well, anyways. I've always, I, like, I love, you know, for me, practical effects, um, mm -hmm. you know, blood cannons, and, you know, again, just talking about Tom Savini and trying, and trying to, to, to figure stuff out with, you know, they didn't have these these ready-made props and stuff available. They had to figure stuff out. They had to figure yeah. out what 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 reacts to what, what looks good, what colors look proper under camera light because you can't use the like blood red looks brown, like real blood right. on camera looks brown. So you have to find a color of red that looks the proper red once it's filmed. You know those those kind of experiments and rubber monsters like. I'm a big fan of like lo-fi, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. lo-fi bootleg style, you know, again, we, yep. we mentioned it, that it's, it, 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 it opens up the imagination. You know, you have to, it really like, does. If it's, rubber, if it's a rubber suit monster, you're like, okay, you know, but when you think about it though, when I watch Army of Darkness or Evil Dead 2, I mean, there's a couple of hokey effects like the deer, the, the deer doesn't look real. Okay. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Like, 
I, I'm not going to get mad about the fact, and I, I don't think that that scene would be enhanced. Like, all the money they could have spent to make that look like an actual taxidermy deer, like putting an right. armature inside of it, whatever, to make it look more realistic, it wouldn't it wouldn't affect the scene or make it any better. Um, right. So you, you kind of pick your battles. You know, the whole point yep. of, the deer, of the deer moving around is the fact that it's freaking crazy. Like, it's so outlandish. Like, if you're trying to write a, 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 you know, a college paper explaining Evil Dead 2 in literary terms, it's like, what is <laughs> what is the symbolic meaning of the deer? And it's like the, the meaning of the deer is that, again, Ash is so far over the rainbow. Yeah. Or these demons are just messing with him so much that they wake up a dead taxidermy deer and make it move around just to mess with him. And you know the what thing, I mean? So, like, you can... <laughs> but the thing is, at least they put some sort of demonic detail to it, because what else is in there? A laughing lamp. <laughs> I mean, so, right. you know... <laughs> There's all kind... So, so when I watch the rubber monsters, and, the, like, the evil dead monsters are awesome. They have the cool yeah. contacts. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that they change back. You know, again, yeah. like we were talking earlier, like, you can't just take an ex to one, because she might still be your girlfriend in there. Like, it's... It, you How know. about the fact of um, our hero in the second movie changes and changes back? Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. You know, you talking about a twist, <laughs> and now he's now he's the hero. Wow. Exactly. Well, and then then the evil one that broke out of him, he's the villain. So he's <laughs> you know he's 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 fighting himself really. <laughs> You're goody little two shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So, Dude, I was just laughing the again, whole just, time, man. The, the, but yeah, this, dude, I love uh, uh, yeah rubber monsters. That suspension of disbelief. That it just it gives me joy to think like people sitting there with with uh, with clay and latex and molds and sitting there like, okay, let's screen test this. Like, okay, let's add a little bit more of this or that. You know what I mean? Like, the official kind of stuff. official bootleg edition of Army of Darkness, <laughs> you know. Again, you know, just just a sucker for them, man. Uh, you know, and and I, yeah, let's talk about that for a second because there is the other cut of of the 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 last movie, the the the, the Army of Darkness, with the alternate ending. See, and I was going to mention that. I, I'm glad you reminded me because I, I have to wonder which one is the actual ending because I think I saw yeah. the alternate ending first. The, really? Um, the one where he, so, but where I'm he, not sure which one. Where he does the Rip Van Winkle thing? Yeah. Yeah. Where he wakes up in the future? Yeah. Um, oh, no. I took that, too many drops. <laughs> <laughs> I slept too long. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, I, I was just assumed that was the ending and kind of like, um, have you heard it? Like, and I know this is a complete departure, but there's, it's, it's weird. Remember Tim Burton's Batman? Mm -hmm. Remember the iconic scene that was in all the previews where uh, the Joker, Batman flies away, he saves Kim Basinger, and the Joker says, where does he get those wonderful toys? Mm -hmm. And then for whatever reason, there's a hard cut, right? Yeah. In the original, in the theatrical release, because I saw that movie like four times in the theater, he asks where he gets the toys from. Batman f slides down the, ro the, the rope and goes yeah. away. 
Joker's like, where does he get those wonderful toys? And then the henchmen are just standing there, and the Joker turns around, and he goes, well, go ask him. And for whatever reason, on every subsequent cut, they've cut that like that scene? two seconds of footage huh. out of that film. So I don't know if there was a licensing problem, something in the background. Maybe there was, uh, you know, these makeup falling off. I don't know why. <laughs> But they cut two seconds out, and I, it bugs me because it's also a hard cut. Like they didn't they didn't smooth it nicely. It's just like, right. and um, so I was wondering, like with Evil Dead, it was like how is it that I saw the alternate ending back when it was all VHS? Hmm. You know, but to me, he always woke up in the future. That was just what happened. And like watching, seeing the seeing the original one was like, <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> Wait, uh... so. Well, I think they felt like they had one more uh, um, chance to, you know, take it somewhere else. I, I guess it probably depended on the chances of where was this movie going to go afterwards? Mm -hmm. Was it going to continue or is this a hard stop? You know, so going to the future sets up a whole other movie, right? Where he's going, you know, into the future and who knows what he's fighting there, right? Versus, you know, the story of him coming back and telling, you know, Ted Raimi, you know, the story at the store. And he goes, so did you did you say the words right this time? You know? So, yeah, I, I, I don't know either, man. I mean, I, I mean I, I'm not one guy that will sit and just start studying a bunch of stuff and try to dig all that stuff out. I, I kind of like the fact of, you know... A lot of it just kind of happens just because. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I still prefer the theatrical ending uh, just because I like the... Uh, yeah. Ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I like the whole S-Mart thing, you know? Uh, because yeah. it, that becomes so so iconic. And uh, But it would have been, been cool to see the future. But then you think about past Army of Darkness, you think to the series, well, the store version, the theatrical cut, makes sense for it to kind of continue on because he's an older guy. He's still in this time period. It kind of carries through he's, modern time. Yeah. So, and he's still working at SMR. <laughs> right. Yeah. So He saved the world, but yeah. can't get a promotion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Army of Darkness to me, man, is just fun. I mean, if I want something to kind of just get me out of the dumps, I can throw that movie on, man, and I'm I'm just cackling, man, because he's just chewing up the scenery left and right all by himself. <laughs> and I love the fact yep. of when he, the big fight scene at the end, and you can tell, I think we brought this up before, but people are just throwing skeletons to him, and he has to just <laughs> react somehow. Of, what do I do? You know, <laughs> I'll break it over my yeah. knee or... You know, you can tell this totally just ad-libbed on some of this stuff. They had to be having an absolute blast with that stuff. <laughs> Man. You know, it had, you know, because some of us, you know, we're, we live in this horror room, you know, horror movie life. You know, we got buddies that are putting together haunted attractions. You know, they're down there building right now. They got two by fours, glue and foam, and they're building these, yeah. these special effects. I mean, yeah. you can imagine if you could get a job doing that and that's what you got paid to do. You know, you wake up each day and you get to just make monsters and, uh, 
again, snap skeletons over your knee and cut off, you know, shout, spout silly one-liners and, you know, it, it kind of the be dream. so much fun. It it's would, kind it of the would dream. be so much fun. And, uh, <laughs> my daughter, so, when yeah. she was in school, they would do haunted houses to raise money. And I was the guy. I, they would bring me in and I would show them how to levitate a woman over here. We we actually took the footage from the first Evil Dead of why did you wake me from my slumber? And I built a teeter-totter, which, you know, went through a wall. And actually, my oh, daughter sweet. stood on it and she had the hair and stuff and she would stand and her, her gown would cover the board and it was painted black. So you never saw the board. And all of a sudden, that music would start. And a strobe light would come on over, and she would start levitating, and she would quote those lines and stand there and do all this stuff, and it looked fantastic. <laughs> so, you know, so I awesome. was involved for, you know, we we designed two or three different haunted houses for her while she was in school, and we did some pretty cool stuff, man. We electrocuted a chick and, you <laughs> know, uh, pulled pulled guts out of people and all that kind of stuff. Matter of fact, I got Danny, you know, from Hell Ming to come down and be a Dr. Butcher, in uh, nice. one of the scenes. And you could hear him through the whole haunted house. He was so freaking loud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it all comes back to growing up, watching these movies, and you start putting it together in your head, the magic of it, right? People are building this stuff. You know, you can sit there and say, people got to be warped to think about it. Well, no, there's, there's a method to the madness. And you get intrigued by that stuff. Hey, because the question is, how did they do that? Right? Mm-hmm. We say it all the time. I, Every time we see a fantastic effect, how'd they do that? And you know, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you because you've met Bruce Campbell at least a couple of times, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that was one of those things um, when I, when I'm well, because that same Frightmare Weekend that I met you at, I met all of the guys who who had ever played Jason Voorhees. You know, it was the Jason right. uh, Friday mm-hmm. the Thirteenth reunion. And I remember talking to Kane Hodder, and I was, mm. shook his hand, and I was like, "Man, you used to just scare the, but Jesus yeah. out of me when I was a kid. I just, yeah. I mean, I just used to lay there paralyzed, just knowing that at some point, you know, the mass maniac was going to come through my window." And he kind of laughed. He's like, oh, you know, Jason never killed any kids, you know." And then he kind of <laughs> nudged over at Steve Dash from Part Two. He's like, "Although he did kill a dog." Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and Steve, Steve Dash kind of just, you know, laughed it off because, you know, they're in the convention scene, you know, they, they chat and joke and, you know, stuff. But yeah. to, to see literally, you know, to meet the people, the guy, the man behind the mask and like you, you are responsible for my nightmares and you're awesome because you're right. shaking my hand and, you know, you're signing autographs and taking pictures. And again, you know, it's like. I think people who are horror fans have a, just a kind of a different, it's a, it's a different kind of fun, I think, because, yeah. you know, it's like, um, and that's I exactly, go back to Campbell, obviously, but it's exactly but, what know, this poster is right here, man. The tall man to me was my nightmare because here's a guy that's chasing a kid, right? And I'm yeah. the same age as the kid. So yeah, he, he was always, my first real fear, him and Christopher Lee <laughs> as Dracula. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, it's it's neat to to see these guys because you realize it's it's a business, right? But they shaped, you know, they took a genre they grew up loving with Lon Chaney and all these great people, and created just a, a mega force of horror genre that is so big now. 
I mean, you know, we we see it all the time. Oh crap! You you have your own conventions, man. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a big thing. There's a lot of fans, and uh, it's funny because it still kind of caters back to these years that are the heyday of the of the horror flicks and Evil Dead. Man, you're not going to walk around and not see Evil Dead stuff. There's going to be at least twenty five, mm-hmm. thirty ashes walking around. You know, at a horror convention for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's. It's iconic, mm-hmm. stands on its own, but it's also horror. It's horror comedy. Like, it's kind of it's 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 it transcends its own genre because it's either yeah perfectly it, it's frighteningly scary in the first one. It's like you say mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a ba- balance back and forth between scary and just goofy in part two, and then part three is a is an action adventure with some horror elements, you know. But um, yep. so so they cover all the bases really. So they got a little something for everyone. Yeah. So if you're not if you're not a real big horror fan, but you want to get into the Evil Dead stuff, watch Part Three. Easy enough. You know? sure. <laughs> like you can, yeah. you can yeah you can and you it's can really a story it. to where it doesn't it doesn't matter where you start. And again, that's the beauty of this time period because you could watch Chud Two <laughs> and enjoy it on its own and never have to see Part One or. You know, you take your pick. You know, you can kind of do that with any of these back in the day. And uh, I kind of miss that. I kind of miss that idea of, I'm going to watch Return of the Living Dead Part 2, even though I've never seen the first one. And I'm yep. perfectly fine with that. I'm going to watch The Curse Part 2, where Jamie Farr is fighting a dude that's got a snake for a hand. Has right. nothing to do with the first movie, but hey, it's pretty dang wicked. You know, it didn't matter. <laughs> Um, well, so yeah, starting off, missed that. starting off the starting the franchise with Jaws three, like I didn't feel yeah. the need to to watch the first two, and then yeah. what was it was almost it was almost more rewarding. Well, it was more rewarding, like I mentioned, because I watched part three. Part three story has nothing to do with the first two at all. No, right? But then you watch part two, and then you find out stuff about part one, and it's like like ooh, this is intriguing it's like right. there's some discovery in there there's some archaeology almost where you're like un, like let, let's scratch this you know, let's let's dig a little deeper and find out right. what the real thing behind it is as opposed to feeling like you missed something because you didn't hear quint's speech before you watched the sea world dolphins thing right like right. <laughs> there's completely yeah. uh, uh like the movie stands alone in fact it should it shouldn't be even related to the first one but <laughs> you know what i mean um, uh, unless so, you're a super fan like me. Oh, but. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you you know, it's one of those things where if you love it, you kind of have to include it all. Even even you, of like when you when you get married, you got to accept all of her family, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so a couple of things. I know we're getting close on time, but let's let's touch on because we're here. Let's touch on the series, right? Ash versus the Evil Dead. Uh, I really unfortunately it. I haven't uh, I've seen a few episodes over at Scott's house unfortunately that is um a little bit too meat grindery for my poor children and my wife who Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh so so I haven't had a chance to to go back and really dig into that one but uh So when no, when we tell... when we met Bruce Campbell he was just announcing that was going to happen. And what was so funny was while he was telling everybody, I'm not supposed to say anything, you know, it's one of those deals, but we're starting a series called Ash vs. the Evil Dead, 
and blah, 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 you know? And some mm-hmm. guy stood up and says, yeah, but what about a movie? And he's like, look, a-hole. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a series. He says, it's going to be the equivalent to having eight movies, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, and everybody just ate that up. You talking about a That's guy awesome. that can work a crowd, man. When we saw him, he was introducing, he introduced uh, Fright Night. We went to a theater, and he, he came in and was emceeing for Fright Night, and then he did uh, an opening for Boba Hotel, and he talked about being Elvis. Oh, nice. Stuff. But, uh, you know, he was also talking about Evil Dead, and also talking about another thing, which I'm sure you've seen it, but what about the Evil Dead reboot, man? I have not seen the reboot, actually. What? Um, yeah, I know. But it's one of those it. just kind of skip by me, and then... Do Scott it. and I always talk about how we're both kind of just like on reboots, but is it is is it worth it? It's good stuff. Do it, do it, do it. We'll talk about it. All right, I will. I'll put that. I'm out of town yeah. this weekend, but we'll figure it out for the next. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's. I'm telling you. I mean, you got to remember now. This is where Sam Raimi and everybody's on board, right? They are mm-hmm. involved with the making of this movie. And I tell you, man, I, I think you're gonna dig it. Rock and roll, more yeah. scary on not more on the scary oh, side, yeah. or more on the yeah. Think okay. of uh, think of French horror flicks, right? Inside, high tension, but right Evil on. Dead. All right. Yeah. Well, then yeah. I'll have to I'll have to jump on that one. Absolutely. So. In fact, I might actually have a copy of it around here somewhere. Yeah, look. you know, it's it's uh, there's gonna be things in it you go, yeah, but come on, you we kind of do that with the other Evil Dead movies too, right? True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go into it, no expectations. I think you're gonna be blown away by it. Rock and roll. Well, I will. I'll give. I mean, I'll and what? And watch after the movie ends too. Okay. <laughs> I think actually I might have a copy of it around here somewhere. Yeah. So if you don't, let I've me got... know. <laughs> if I don't, I think I I, I still I still haven't canceled Shutter yet either. So. Okay. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, I think that brings us up to speed with the Halloween episodes. We will continue next week as long as we are in spooky season with the. You know what's awesome podcast. Real quick, tell everybody about your, your your revamped YouTube and Instagram and everything so they can come follow us with all that all that yeah. fun stuff. Just look for uh you know what's awesome on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. Man, I tell you what, as we're recording right now, we are actually starting to shoot video. And these videos are only gonna be available on our YouTube channel. And if you haven't already gone there and check out some stuff, we also got besides the episodes we have where Billy and I are going through our personal archives, <laughs> for a lack of a better word, and we're sharing, you know, collectibles, uh, posters, movies, toys, instruments, books, all that kind of good stuff. So uh, if you like what we're doing here, you're going to love what we're doing on YouTube even better. So I recommend you go check that out. Uh, on Instagram, I'm posting a lot of pictures of things that are awesome that are not shared on the Facebook group. So all of you Facebookers need to jump over and check out. That sounds a little dirty, doesn't it? Facebookers. (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> jump over there, Awesomeites from Facebook. Jump over to Instagram and check that because uh, we're posting cool pictures over there all the time of stuff that we think is awesome. And uh, we're continuing to grow, and we're having a blast. We're already at episode 30, and it feels like we just started. Mm, really? Um started started thinking of stuff like it's like we were doing the spooky season stuff i'm like hey that's awesome let me jot that down that's pretty cool too i'm gonna <laughs> jot that down like we've got we've got entire like franchises that are not necessarily even movies or or whatever that right yep so we're only just starting and don't forget awesome stuff in the world and don't forget scary dad podcast billy scott cranking out a killer show over there Always a favorite. And if you want more craziness, <laughs> you can check out Rad Movie Rama, which is me, myself, and I, and all my split personalities doing a show together. Uh, I don't even know how to really describe it. It's a lot of fun. Do you have a, do you have a laughing severed hand personality yet? I, I need to get one, don't I? Uh, <laughs> but those episodes are only about 20 minutes long, and I'm just covering, and, and you brought it up earlier, but those grindhouse flicks, man. There's there's something about that seedy, underbelly, grainy tape that makes you feel like you're watching something you're not supposed to watch. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why I grew up obsessed with those 70s exploitation grindhouse flicks, but I love them. And that's a big part of what I do there. A lot of horror stuff. Uh, a lot of things that I just think are, are rad. <laughs> it's kind of the fun. point. <laughs> awesome man well let's cut this one down so we can get to the next one and we will see you guys next week mm-hmm.